You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90 Min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simeon. And we're going to be uh, rooting through some of the latest transfer news with regards to the Arsenal. It's our second stream of the day and it feels like at the moment we can't get away with doing anything less because there's just so much going on. So many reports coming out of the woodwork from left, right and centre, and we've got to cover as much of it as we possibly can. So uh, we're going to try and keep you up to date. We're going to try and keep you all across it. We discussed Manuel Locatelli and Arsenal's reported interest in him earlier on, so we're not going to spend a lot of time on that. You know, I may pick up some questions on that later on in the show, uh, but we are going to focus on some of the other stories uh, that have been emerging today and some of the updates that we have with regards to the futures of Willian. Granite Xhaka, Matteo Genduzzi. Uh, Arsenal are apparently interested in another Serie A midfielder, according to Il Matino in Italy. So we're going to discuss that as well. We'll be touching a little bit on Spurs' new managerial appointment. Jaden Sancho joining Manchester United. The fact that they're closing in on Rafael Varane too. Um, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how we go. Lionel Messi's a free agent, by the way, as well. So uh, I'm just waiting for that report to emerge, that report to come out that says that Arsenal are leading the race to sign Lionel Messi. That'd be bloody good, wouldn't it? Uh, right. Let's say a big hello to those of you watching us in the live chat at the moment. Hope you're all well. Uh, big hello to anybody who's going to be watching this back later on. And to those, of course, who will be uh, listening to this via the audio platforms, a bit of housekeeping before we go any further. If you haven't subscribed to the channel, make sure you do so. Hit the subscribe button now. If you haven't already and you're watching on the video, hit the like button. That also helps too. If you're listening via the audio, please leave us a review. You get the drift by now. If you want to become a member, you can do so by clicking on the link in the description. But without further ado, let's get into it and let's discuss uh, the story relating to Willian. Now, Willian joined Arsenal Football Club on a free transfer last summer and it was a signing, I think, that, that kind of divided opinion. It was a signing I thought was quite a smart bit of business, quite a shrewd bit of business. Um, I thought it was bringing in a player who would be a bit of an impact player, who would be able to help in terms of developing some of the young, wide attacking talent that we have at the football club. I never expected Willian to play a role as significant as the role that he played at the beginning of last season. But equally, I didn't expect him to have him been put in that position play so badly. Look, the reality is the Willian transfer uh, has shown itself to be a poor move. Now, as I always say, it's one of my famous catchphrases. There is no such thing as a transfer without risk. And given it was a free transfer, I don't think the risk on that was huge. And so I'm not quite as upset about it as some Arsenal fans have been. I'm not going to continue to stick the knife in on a player who clearly is talented, who clearly has had a great career up until now, is just going through a bit of a difficult period, hasn't settled in, hasn't fit into what it is that we're trying to do. You know, he's taken a lot of stick over the course of the season, so I'm not going to be the one to to put another knife in, if you know what I mean. Um, but we all agree that it hasn't worked out. And so Arsenal, it seems, would be quite happy to allow Willian to move on uh, just 12 months 
after he joined the club from Chelsea on a free transfer. Now, he's been heavily linked with a move to the MLS. Willian has been quoted in the past as saying that he'd like to play football in America. He'd like to end his career in the MLS. And he was heavily linked with a move in particular to Inter Miami, David Beckham's side. However, uh, from what we're hearing today, and it was reported by Sun Sport as well as a number of others, uh, the contract negotiations or the talks between Inter Miami and Willian have broken down and they have broken down due to a difference in opinion as to what is a fair salary for the player. Now, remember, in the MLS, there are salary caps, right, um, which is a good thing, I think, um, you know, and, and the operating model of a club like Inter Miami is very different um, to, to those on the continent. You know, you very often see sides in Greece, Turkey, um, some of the kind of lesser footballing countries, if you like, who, you know, you, you normally see clubs in those countries kind of break the bank to bring marquee signings in because of what they do for them commercially, because of the kind of whole image and, and the kind of sort of wanting to pick up the image of that particular league or that particular country, that particular country's game. In America, it doesn't work like that. There is, as I say, a salary cap. There are very strict rules uh, around player registrations and things like that. And so Inter Miami just just can't meet Willian's demands. And that's why that one has broken down. I, I think, you know, with Willian, what's happened here is he's come to Arsenal. He's stolen a living, really, for a season, if we're being completely honest. Um, I said that it was a, a relatively low-risk signing, given it was a... Uh, a free transfer. The big problem was the, the length of the contract that he was given. Now, remember, this contract was dished out in August 2020 um, and it's until June the 30th, 2023. So a three-year deal uh, for a player of Willian's age was the mistake. That was the part of it that Arsenal got horribly wrong. The salary uh, was quite hefty too. But as I say, if it's a free transfer, you're going to be expected to bump up the player's salary. That's how you persuade them to join you and nobody else. That's just kind of the way football is, rightly or wrongly. Free transfers mean signing on fees normally and, uh, you know, overinflated wage packets. It's just the way it's been uh, for many years and it's the way it will continue to be going forward. So, um, yeah, Willian's move or proposed move or hope for, well, the move that we hoped Willian would make appears to have broken down. He's rumoured to have wanted between eight and nine million pounds a season, which is absolutely ludicrous money. Uh, Robbie says in the chat, uh, Willian wanting eight million is laughable. His performance last season would not get him to my son's clubs under nines. <laughs> so, yeah, look, Willian didn't have a good season. It's incredible that he's demanding sort of stupid money even after that. Um, but, you know, he's got that contract at Arsenal. He's, he's been quite happy in London, Willian, for a number of years now. And he will feel that unless he really has to, you know, why should he move? Why should he go and take less money? And this is where, you know, we might not think he's worth it, but the player obviously uh, is going to protect his own interests and, and collect it and would prefer to collect the salary that he's on at Arsenal, which is, uh, far more significant than what he's probably going to get at into Miami um, and, and stay in London where he's happy. His family are happy. That's, you know, that's William's prerogative. We've given him that three year deal now. And so we have to kind of accept that unless William wants to go, then, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of stuck with him. It was a mistake in hindsight. Hindsight is a wonderful thing, but yeah, that's the latest on William. So that 
potential move to Inter Miami has broken down due to a difference of opinion with regards to what he's worth in terms of wages. I say a difference of opinion. I don't think that Inter Miami could stretch to what William wanted, even if they wanted to. I'm not suggesting they do, but if they did, uh, it would be very, very difficult and pretty much impossible given the, the rules and restrictions over there with regards to salary. So that deal, it seems, is dead in the water. Going to bring you a couple more updates uh, with regards uh, to the uh, Arsenal midfield situation. Now, this is the area for me that Arsenal need to do the most work in between now and the start of the Premier League season. Um, we've talked a lot today about Manuel Locatelli potentially coming in, someone that I'd like to see Arsenal kind of go after aggressively. I'd like to see Arsenal break the bank. I'd like to see Arsenal bully Sassuolo essentially into selling the player, at least getting ourselves, as I said earlier on, in front of Locatelli to be able to try and sell him the project. And if it don't work and if he chooses Juve, fine. But, you know, I want to see Arsenal at least give it a go because he's a player I really, really rate. Um, interestingly, Juve, who are said to be leading the race for Locatelli, and largely not because they've offered as much money or because they can pay as much money or because they're going to offer him the same salary packet or because they can even offer him more game time. Juve are leading the race because Manuel Locatelli wants to stay in Italy. Juve would be his preferred choice. However, Juve are, um, as we've heard over the last couple of days, also looking at alternatives in the event that they do miss out on Manuel Locatelli. And one of those alternatives is da -da -da, Arsenal's Granite Xhaka, who is very close to agreeing a deal to join Roma. Now, this is really interesting because Juventus, I think, is a bigger pull than Roma. If I was a, a footballer moving to Italy, I would want to play for Juventus over Roma. Why? Because Juventus are going to challenge for the Scudetto next season. Roma aren't. Regardless of the fact they've said. Uh, they've hired Jose Mourinho. Roma are not on that level. They're quite away from that level. In fact, they finished seventh in the Serie A table last season. So they're a long way from that. Does the Roman lifestyle appeal to Granit Xhaka um, more? Probably. I think it would appeal to me more as well. Uh, but as I say, um, you know, Juve are keeping an eye on Granit Xhaka and what happens there. Now, remember, Arsenal and Roma are yet to agree an actual fee here. Now, there's been a lot of talk about it. There's been multiple reports saying that the deal's done, that Granit Xhaka is on his way to Rome. However, to my understanding, no agreement has been reached yet. And I understand that things have been put on hold uh, just until... Um, Switzerland's participation in the European Championships ends. Granit Xhaka uh, obviously marshaled that Swiss midfield brilliantly, led them to a victory over France in the round of 16 that stunned Europe um, and stunned many Arsenal fans who, for some reason, uh, didn't believe that Arsenal had uh, Arsenal's midfield player had that kind of performance in him. Well, he does. Um, and uh, yeah, so Granit Xhaka fully focused on the Euros at the moment. He's been asked about a potential move to Roma on a number of occasions. He's been asked about learning Italian. He's been asked about what's going on. He's not sort of moved to squash the the, the talk. He's not moved to kill the rumours. He's not moved to uh, end the speculation. He has said he's still an Arsenal player, um, but he's also revealed that he's made it clear to the club what he wants to do. And we can all kind of read between the lines there. And that is that Granit Xhaka wants to leave Arsenal Football Club, wants to move on to Pastures New and would be pretty happy to move to Rome. Now, he says, and, and you know, he, he likes Rome and, 
you know, from what we're reading, Rome is his preferred choice. But I think if Juventus make a concrete offer, if Juventus sit down with him, if Max Allegri can get a hold of him, I think he could be persuaded that Juve is the better option. Juve would prefer Locatelli, but it's just interesting that kind of the Xhaka thing and the Locatelli thing, it's all part of this big sort of domino effect that we seem to see so often in transfer windows where one player leaving and one club's interest, et cetera, et cetera, can kind of create a bit of a domino effect and cause other transfer rumours to to emerge and, and other stories to sort of gain a bit more momentum and a bit more credence. But yeah, so uh, Juve are eyeing up Granite Xhaka. In other news, Matteo Genduzzi, um, who has been offered to a number of clubs this summer, uh, we know that his preferred destination is Marseille and we know that he wants to go there. Uh, but again, just like many other players, Arsenal are trying to offload uh, this summer. Arsenal and the potential buyer have not been able uh, to agree a fee. Um, from what we've heard today, Matteo Genduzzi was actually included in the negotiations between Arsenal and Benfica regarding Nuno Tavares. Now, Guendouzi was offered as part of a swap deal, apparently, um, but Guendouzi doesn't want to join Benfica. And so that wasn't something that either side pursued. Guendouzi indicated pretty early on in the negotiation process that he was not interested in a move to Portugal and that his preference was to return to France, to return to Ligue 1 and to play for Marseille. Um, I understand that Arsenal have agreed to lower their valuation of Matteo Guendouzi, just like I said they would have to. I said they would have to with a number of players uh, throughout the course of this transfer window. I said that Arsenal aren't going to recuperate as much money as so many people think, and I think that's going to be proven right. I really do. To what extent they've had to lower that valuation, we're not exactly sure, uh, but there is a desire now to get that deal done, uh, to allow Matteo Guendouzi to return to France, which is his preferred destination. Also for Arsenal to get him off the bill, uh, off the wage bill, off of the books, given he's only got a year remaining on his contract. So we can expect um, something to happen with that. Uh, I think in the next couple of uh, in the next couple of weeks, I don't want to see days because I feel like um, everything's moving really slowly at the moment. So let's say in the next couple of weeks, uh, Matteo Genduzzi though is Marseille bound, and I think that's where he's going to end up. And and good luck to him. Uh, what else have we got? I mentioned Nuno Tavares there. I mentioned the fact that Tavares um, is very close to signing for Arsenal. The deal has all been agreed. And multiple journalists this afternoon have been reporting that Nuno Tavares is travelling to London for his medical. Once that medical is done, all the paperwork's done, all the videos are done, all the pictures are taken, then... Um, then uh, Nuno Tavares will be announced as an Arsenal player. So that one is uh, very imminent. So uh, stay tuned on that. Um, Arthur Okonkwo, the young Arsenal goalkeeper who we've read a bit about over the last sort of 12 months has been a really exciting prospect, is expected to sign a new contract at Arsenal Football Club. That's according to Chris Wheatley. That was an exclusive that he broke today. So we can expect Arthur Okonkwo to join the club at not to join the club. He's already at the club to sign uh, for the long term, which is good news. Um, and I mentioned that Arsenal right at the top of the show have been linked with another central midfield player. And that central midfield player is Napoli's Zielinski. Now, the Polish midfielder um, is a name that I don't think I've seen us linked with before. 
Um, Piotr Zielinski is what I would say, um, what, what I would class as, as more of an attacking midfield player. Um, I talk about us needing a player uh, to play in that pivot alongside Thomas Partey. And I think, you know, obviously we do, uh, but I'm just looking um, around to see if I've, I've, you know, if that's been reported previously. And I don't really think it has. But Piotr Zielinski is an attacking midfield player, uh, Polish, um, 27 years old. He played a key part for Napoli in Serie A last season, 36 appearances in the Italian top flight. Um, proved he can score goals, eight goals on the board and 11 assists. Feels like a good option in that attacking midfield position. Also capable of playing that little bit deeper if required as well. According to Transfer Mark, he is valued at uh, in excess of £45 million. And according to the report that comes from Italy, it comes from Il Mattino, um, Napoli will entertain talk about Zielinski, but they will not sell him on the cheap because Napoli uh, understand this player's worth. He's of great importance to them and they're not willing to do anything uh, in terms of a deal for anything less than what they believe his value to be. And that is rumoured to be around about 50 million euros, which ties in with that valuation uh, that I've just shared with you. So uh, Zielinski is uh, someone that we're being linked with again. Marius points out in the chat uh, that uh, Il Martino is not the best source. And I agree with you, mate. I, I, I do. Um, and a, a lot of these rumours, they originate from sources that, you know, are questionable in terms of their reliability. And I get that. And, you know, all we're doing here is is reporting them and sharing them with you guys so that you don't have to scroll through Twitter uh, for hours and hours and hours uh, to try and keep up to date with all the latest stuff. We're condensing all the stuff here and we're going to share it with you. I'll share my opinions. And I agree with you, Maris, um, with regards to Zielinski. The Il Martino source is not one that I, I normally trust, not one I normally pay much attention to, but it is a report doing the rounds and I thought it were definitely uh, worth mentioning. So that's the kind of latest uh, from an Arsenal point of view. Uh, lots and lots going on, um, even still. Um, you know, it feels like this is the same every day now. It's, it's very, um, you know, it's very busy. It's very... Um, fast moving in terms of the frequency with which reports are coming out but in terms of actual business getting done it's not moving as fast as we'd like it i think we can all agree on that um going back to the william stuff uh, brad says are arsenal wanting a fee for william or are they happy with a free transfer i think some kind of mutual termination agreement would be would be found if if william were to agree terms with another club i think arsenal are aware that they made a mistake um, that it hasn't worked out. I think Mikel Arteta has made it quite clear that he wasn't 100% happy with what William was bringing to the table and they probably expected more. I think, you know, the fact that he was in like, you know, the fact that he started the season so involved in the squad and then ended up being a real periphery, uh, bit, sorry, being on the peripheries and being a real bit part player is probably um, a sign of Mikel Arteta's sort of thoughts and views around William. And uh, yeah, I think the club will probably be open to terminating some sort of uh, term uh, to negotiating, sorry, some sort of termination agreement in the event he was to agree terms um, with uh, with another club. Uh, let's see. Uh, super chat from Myron. Thank you very much, mate. He said, great Arsenal's transfer window thus far. We haven't done anything yet. Um, so it's very difficult for me to do that. But if we did get 
you know, we're going to get Tavares in. It looks like Lukonga's coming in too. If we get those two deals over the line, if we get Ben White over the line, and if we were to get Manuel Locatelli, I'll tell you what, that would be a cracking window. But there's a long way to go, and it's very difficult for me to, you know, to grade the transfer window on that basis. And I think when you grade transfer windows, you have to think about what business you've done in terms of outgoings as well, and whether you did good business, whether you did sensible business, whether it was business that represented good value. And when I think about some of the business that we're talking about with regards to players leaving a football club, that doesn't feel as positive as as some of the players that we're supposedly bringing in. You know, you talk about Granite Xhaka, we've talked about him already on this stream. We talked about him a lot in recent weeks. Whatever your opinion on Granite Xhaka, I, I can't get behind the idea of selling that selling him for less than 20 million pounds is, is good business. It's not, it's terrible business um, because it's going to cost us double essentially to replace him. If you're talking about Locatelli or Bissouma, because I know a lot of you want to see Bissouma come in, you're looking at in excess of 40 million pounds for either of those two players. So you're essentially, as I say, doubling the price that you're getting for Granit Xhaka to replace him. Are you getting an upgrade? Yes. But are any of them, double the upgrade i don't know i don't know some will say yes a lot will say yes me though i don't know uh let's go back over to the um to the chat box james says uh just heard jack Grealish to man city after the euros maybe that's why villa are chasing smith row thoughts harry yeah mentioned this a few days ago um the fact that villa are going in big on sort of creative attacking talent suggests probably that they're resigned to the fact that Jack Grealish will be moving on this summer. What Jack Grealish has done quite well, though, is he's, um, you know, given his sort of love and loyalty to Aston Villa. He's agreed to sign contracts with probably, which probably contain gentlemen's agreements that say that he could move on, um, you know, if certain terms were met. But in doing so, he's protecting his club and, and allowing them to be able to get the maximum out of him when they do make that decision to, to move him on. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, Myron says, not an Arsenal fan, but I keep up to date for chats with my brother. Harry's hands down the best channel. I've encountered very mature people in the chat as well. Myron, thank you so much, mate. Really, really appreciate that. Um, what else have we got here? Uh, let's pick out a few more questions and then we'll talk about a couple of other bits and pieces, maybe outside of the Arsenal realm. Uh, John Daly says, praying we don't sign Ramsdale, another player we've been linked with, of course, the Sheffield United goalkeeper. He says he's too expensive. You could get Pope for that kind of money. We're finally being linked with to players at a higher level. It's about time. I can see us pulling out a shock signing. Yeah, I'm not big on Ramsdale either. And we talked about this yesterday. Um, you know, does he, does, would Ramsdale coming in? Say Ramsdale did come in. And we sold Burn Leno. Would you be happy with that? I wouldn't be. I don't think Aaron Ramsdale is an upgrade on Burn Leno. Um, equally, I don't think we should be spending twenty million pounds or whatever it is going to be to bring in Ramsdale if we're going to keep Leno. I don't see the point in spending such a significant amount of your transfer budget or significant proportion of your transfer budget on someone who's going to come up come only to play second fiddle. So it either means Bern Leno's going, in which case I want to see Arsenal sign someone equal to or better than him. Or if Bern Leno's staying, then for me, it doesn't make sense, as I say, to spend that much money on a second choice keeper. Afternoon to Matt G. Hope you're well. He says, Harry, I wanted to pick up a comment you made 
in your last video about us splashing the cash to get Locatelli. Do we want a player who will sign for us just because of the money? It's an interesting point, um, and I see where you're coming from. I guess my counter to that would be, am I saying that I want Locatelli to sign purely for those reasons? No, you know, I think that, that Locatelli, you know, would be welcomed at Arsenal with open arms. I think the fans would would rally behind the signing of that magnitude, especially given the way he's performed at the Euros. I think he he wasn't on people's radars that don't necessarily follow Serie A prior to the tournament, but his performances up until now have, have really sort of, you know, elevated him up to a point where people are looking on who maybe hadn't seen him before, weren't sort of aware of what he was doing in Serie A and, and gone, yeah, I'd quite like this player. I think, you know, you you sit him down and you persuade him of the project and you persuade him of the direction in which Arsenal go in and you make him feel loved and you make him feel wanted. I think the appeal of playing in the Premier League is is big. Um, I know I said earlier that a lot of Serie A-based players are sort of not always sort of tempted by that. They, they feel like the Serie A is elite and it is, in my opinion, but you know, Premier League football means more money. Premier League football means bigger revenue um, for the clubs that participate in it, which means they can subsequently pay their players bigger money. And I know I'm going back to the money point again. All, all I'm saying is, Matt, I want Arsenal to act like a big club. And what I mean by a big club is a club who have the power to force themselves into the front running and and can basically go and barge down Sassuolo's door with checkbook in hand and say, we want this player. What's your asking price? Name it. Here it is on a check. Now let us speak to the player. And if we get to the point where we speak to the player and the player says very clearly, guys, thank you for your interest. However, um, you know, I, I know you've reached terms with my club. However, I would prefer to remain in Italy for X, Y, Z reasons, family reasons, blah, 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 blah. Then Arsenal have done their bit. But we shouldn't be, if we really want this guy, losing out to a cash-strapped Juventus who, you know, are, are basically on their knees financially. That's the point I made. For us to prove that we're a big club again and to show the world that we're a big club, we have to make marquee signings all big clubs do that we have to make signings that make everybody stand up and go oh wow Arsenal making moves this summer they signed in this case Manuel Locatelli so it's it's more of a thing of if we want him we should be able to bully our way to the front of the queue and if he's not 100% sure about joining Arsenal and he's 75% sure then finance can quite often bridge that that gap if that makes sense and that's what that's what i'm saying with with regards to locatelli but really good question mate thank you for that um what else have we got here uh, a couple of you talking about renato sanchez another player uh that arsenal have been linked with uh, throughout the course of this summer so far lots of lots of players that arsenal have been linked with it just feels like we're being linked with everybody and anybody at the moment but osman uh, on the subject of renato sanchez says i don't rate him at all He's slow to release the ball, loses the ball too much and overcomplicates things. I hope we don't sign him. He'd flop in the EPL again. I actually like him. I think there are a lot of positives about Renato Sanchez. I think 
when people talk about players coming from foreign leagues, the first thing they think about is the intensity with which the game is played here and the physicality um, and the difference between the, the physicality levels here and, and maybe in other countries. I think when you look at Renato Sanchez, he's built like a like a tank. Um, he's quick across the ground. He appears to be quite fit, um, covers a lot of ground as well as being quick across it. And I think that the, the physical side of it wouldn't be an issue for him. I think the technical side of it, I still think he's got a bit of a way to go. Um, and, and you know, I think that's probably been something that's been leveled at Renato Sanchez actually throughout his career. At times, he's looked technically flawless and at other times, he's looked a bit um, a bit messy, a little bit flawed. Um, I, I don't really read into what happened to him when he came to the Premier League the last time with Swansea. Um, you know, Renato Sanchez is... He's just 23 years old at the moment, right? He joined Swansea on loan from Bayern back in 2017. So, you know, if you work that out, what was he, 19, 20 years old? He's a kid who just earned a massive move um, from Benfica to Bayern, a £31.5 million move uh, from Benfica to Bayern. Arrived at Bayern, wasn't really... um, ready to to compete for a place in the first team and was sent out on loan to Swansea City, who would die that season as well, by the way. You know, that has to be taken into consideration as well. Um, but, you know, I'm not dead against this one, but he's probably not my first choice, I've got to be honest. Uh, let's pick out a couple more bits and pieces uh, from the chat box. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Um, just saw one. Uh, Brad says, was the Locatelli bid rejected? Not to my knowledge. Um, unless someone's just reported something while we're live at the moment, then it, not to my knowledge. I don't think so. Um, I think that, uh, that the Manuel Locatelli is someone that we can afford because, Sassu, you know, we talk about Juve being broke. Imagine what Sassuolo are going through. Much smaller club, much less powerful club. Okay, don't have the wage outgoings that somebody like Juventus does, but equally would earn far less revenue um, than than Juventus anyway. So it kind of evens itself out. So not to my knowledge, I don't, at the time of recording, I don't believe the, the bid has been rejected. I don't believe that there's been an answer. Um, I don't even, I'm not even sure that the bid's actually gone in. What I'm sure has happened is that contact has taken place between the two clubs, as has been confirmed by the CEO of Sassuolo. He said there was a bid was there a bid? I don't know if he's just saying that to try and hurry Juve along in their negotiations. But, you know, Charles Watts has said there wasn't actually a bid, but there's been contact. You know, we, it's, it's all a mess. Arsenal have been in touch. Arsenal have been in touch with Sassuolo, but that's all we know. So um, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> uh, big hello to Inny, who's joining us in the live chat box. He says, haven't always been able to connect on live streams for a while, Harry. Great content, as always. Dominoes are falling in the market. Excitement ahead. Yep, welcome to the stream, mate. It's been a while since I've seen your name in the live chat. So uh, welcome uh, back. It's uh, great to have you. Let's have a quick check in where we are in terms of likes right now and in terms um, of a, setting ourselves a little bit of a target between now and the end of the stream. We have got 
Um, 176 of you watching us live on YouTube right this moment in time. We've only got 41 likes, though. It should be easy, easy peasy to hit 100 likes between now and the end of the stream. So please do so. Hit the like button. It really, really does help. We're around about 200 subscribers away from 14,000 as well. So if you're new to the channel, please do subscribe. It really, really does help. Um, I'm going to pick out one or two more bits just because I've got a run in a few minutes. You can catch me on TalkSport too if you're watching this live. I'll be live at 4.30 p.m. Um, UK time, that is, on TalkSport 2, talking Arsenal transfers with Adi Oladipo. Um, Jan Franco says, Isak has signed a new contract with Real Sociedad and Andre Silva is being linked with RB Leipzig. What would be another striker we could sign in your opinion? I don't actually think that the that the striking position is is a main priority this summer. I don't. I think that Lacazette stays put. I think that Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang stays put. And if those two stay put, you know, they got over 30 goals between them last season. I'm not worried about that. I don't think actual strikers was our problem last season. I know Aubameyang was a little bit below par, but I thought chance creation and, and our build-up play was lacking. And that obviously had a knock-on effect on their goals tallies. So, I want to see Arsenal address those areas I've just mentioned before uh, addressing the striker situation. I think that the centre of midfield is the priority. I've been sort of saying that all along and I, and I maintain that. I'm, I'm not really looking at a striker this summer. As I say, you've got those two there. You've got Gabriel Martinelli, who's capable of playing in that position as well. You, you know, Nicolas Pepe can easily drift in from the flank into those areas. And then, of course, you've got Foller and Balogun, who Arsenal have just handed a new contract to and who I might expect to be given additional first-team opportunities or further first-team opportunities this season. So, yeah, for me, um, it's not a priority position. And, and as such, I, I haven't really looked deeply into who else we could we could potentially bring in. Odson Edouard was someone I considered earlier on in the window. But the more I think about that, the more I've kind of gone off of the idea. Um, so, yeah. You know, and yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at with the strikers. Right, I'm going to leave it there um, because we've uh, got to dash. But thank you all, as always, for tuning in. Let's have a quick look on the likes. Where are we? Where are we? Where are we? Come on. Uh, let's get those up. I can see there's over 180 of you watching now. Um, we've only got 53 likes. Come on, guys. Let's, let's hit the like button. It doesn't cost a thing. Really, really helps the channel. If you wish to become a member of the channel and support me to bring you more content, um, and I've had a little bit of a change of circumstances with work, um, again, <laughs> the life of a freelancer, but it means I'm going to have more spare time on a couple of the days in the week where I was really chock-a-block in terms of work. So um, for the time being, I'll be able to bring you guys more content. Uh, so if you want to support me in doing that, you can do so by becoming a member of the channel. Click on the link in the description, check out the membership tiers available to you, decide if any of them appeal to you and sign up. It really, really does help and I appreciate it. Right, I'll catch you all very, very soon with more Arsenal-related content. Until next time, take care, uh, stay safe, all the best. Ciao. You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.